All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to our newest episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clothier. With me is my co-host, Adara Whitman. Sweet. All right. Awesome. We Today, we are continuing on book one of The Legend of Korra. Uh, this is episode five, The Spirit of Competition, and episode six, and the winner is... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> All right. Let's get started on The Spirit of Competition. This is an episode I've kind of alluded to <laughs> as being one that I have very strong negative feelings about. Um, so you don't like this episode? <laughs> I, like, I like the episode. It was, yeah? it was, it was, it was yeah. a fun episode. No, th- I this is actually an episode, um, I'll talk a little bit about, more about it later, an episode that I really hated the first time it aired, but now I don't mind it as much. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. So, But do you want to dive into the synopsis? Is that where we're going? I usually do that. All right, Because cool. you're in charge. Yeah, hey, I'm in charge. Um, okay, so we start off, we are, it's pro-bending season. This is a very kind of pro-bending season episode-based. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about much about the, like, the antagonists or like all the equalist stuff. It's not really important in this episode. I would say this episode is kind of fillery in a sense. Well, um, I mean, a plot point did get figured out. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like, it's not a huge plot-heavy episode. So no. It's just more of characters in there relationships ah. um so we're focusing a lot on pro bending and so these our lovely fire ferrets um our friends here are practicing for their next match because the tournament is about to start and they're the underdogs but man they're gonna they're gonna try to kick some butt yeah they're doing their thing and then they, they huddle up and then they kind of relay out for you who's interested in who yeah um, there's a lot of triangles in this episode yeah there's like there's a couple different love triangles going on and here. they symbolize it a lot <laughs> so, a lot so so we have our our protagonist cora she's interested in the lovely mako uh but mako our our brooding fire boy is interested in the, well, the beautiful he's asami he's dating yeah they're actually they're involved involved uh, with Asami Sato, mm-hmm. um, a beautiful rich lady, and then but poor Bolin is interested in Korra, but he's not really he's not really getting much feedback on. Yeah, that, so, so. I like to point because like I've like brought this out that like there's like I don't know what the official definition of a love triangle is. Yeah, but like the way that people like say it and the way it is in, like most like media, it's more just like a an angle, an angle. There's no really third connecting. Yeah, because basically more yeah. likely or not, there's like two people are interested in one person. Yeah. But that person only interested in one of them. So it doesn't count. Yeah. Whereas a love triangle should technically be two people are interested in one person and that person has feelings in both of them. So technically, if you think about it, Cora. All love triangles are a little bit gay. Yeah. Is that really what you're saying? Kind of. But anyway. Good. So as I was but like, if, so if you think about it, technically, like Cora, Bolin, and Mako are not technically a triangle. More like an angle. Yeah, because clear, because clearly Cora doesn't have feelings for Bolin. Nope. Which kind of sucks. But clearly, but as I said, Mako clearly has feelings for both ladies. Yeah. So that's more of the that's that's clearly a love triangle. That's more triangly mm-hmm. at that point. Um, but it's interesting. Side note: If anybody's a fan of TV tropes, TV tropes uh, really breaks down all the different ways you can do a love triangle. Yeah, there's like 14, 15, 16 or whatever different ways. To, wait, wait, to wait. Do a love we're triangle. doing a random episode later on. Maybe we'll talk about it then. Ooh, I. Ooh, we can talk so long about love triangles. All right, <laughs> the I'm love down triangle with that. podcast. All right, I'm so down. Um, anyway, so we get to see that kind of how those love triangles. We're reminded of who's interested in who. Asami shows up and they do that weird nose oh my kiss God, thing i hate fucking those. nose thing i hate the nose thing i don't I, like Every literally time. when it comes to like if you want to show like a couple being like cutesy or whatever i don't mind like anything else like a like a peck on the lips yeah on the cheek a cute hug yeah fine yeah 
do not do the nose thing. Yep, the nose thing is, is dumb. So I'm just like, Bleh. nope. Nope. Uh, Even like if I'm dating somebody, we're not doing the nose thing. That's mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst thing to have in this it's, episode. I feel like you only do the nose thing to like piss other people off. You know what I but mean? But like, I don't feel like Mako would be pissing people off. No, I mean like, at, like writing it in as a way to piss people yeah, off. Yeah. Plus, like, like if I want to kind of like point this out, way I might be more like Mako Asami. Yeah. Like Asami kind of helped Mako lighten up a bit. Yeah. Like he's mm. not he's not as broody. No, he's just like so oh, lovely lady. Fans, if you're like thinking one side, I might be thinking. I usually think opposite of some fans. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Oh my gosh, that was back in the Disney. I remember the ship wars. Me right. back in 2012. Yeah, it's a long time ago, man. Uh, I was very, I was very involved in the fandom from the start, so I know I know some <laughs> stuff. I've seen some stuff. Oh yikes! Anyway, so uh, they're doing pro bending stuff, and then uh, and like we should probably like Boleyn like clearly wants to tap that. Yeah, with Cora, and yes. she's just like, nope, nope. She's this- like, she's like, he's like, hey, so here we are alone together but also alone yeah and then she's like i gotta leave bye <laughs> yeah by the way do you think like i know like there's like the point where like mako and balloon like having that discussion mm-hmm. about yeah, like that's what i was getting to mm-hmm. yeah but i'm thinking like did mako like already kind of like think that like maybe balloon is feelings for cora yeah yeah well in the last i think it's the last episode where um when or the episode before when he was when he was uh when Bolin went over to uh, the air temple island i think mako remarked ah lover boy doing something something so okay. mako already kind of knew uh that bolin was into cora but then they still have this conversation so next scene uh we fast forward and they're they're chilling in their apartment and bolin is like yo 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 mako what do you think of cora's girlfriend and like mako being mako is like He's like, ah, I think she's great, but like, I'm already with Asami and blah, blah. And he's like, so like, clearly, <laughs> I'm like, well, then it clearly shows like, yeah, this is a love triangle because like, you got feelings for Cora, dude. So he's just, he's a little, he's a little uh, self-absorbed in the love department. I wouldn't, he's not a selfish person per se, but just when it comes to love. Well, he doesn't want to hurt his brother. It's just like, uh, yeah, like sometimes when you're in the love department, you're a bit self-absorbed. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's safe to say with Mako here. He's. He's, you know, doing mm-hmm. his lady thing. Mm-hmm. And Bolin is like, bro, no, I'm talking about me, man. <laughs> I want, and and, and Mako's like, like, the Mako's like, oh, man, I'm not sure if that's actually a good idea, man. <laughs> Do you think it's not a good, good idea, idea because he likes her or because of the team? Uh, Both, probably. probably. It's a mix between, of like, um, he's he uses the excuse it's about the team, but you know it's because he kind of likes her. You know what I mean? Especially because, like, Willem points out, like, you clearly just said she'd be a good girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you'd be okay with, like, her dating, like, you dating her, and then nothing bad would happen? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to date her, though, because I'm with this pretty person. But this well, pretty. Well, one pretty person. I think Cora's so pretty, pretty, too. Yeah, they're all Everybody's pretty. pretty. Everybody's pretty. Um, and so then they have that conversation, and then you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about, oh, I like the line where Bolin's, like, talking to Pablo, and he's like, you're talking about real love good line <laughs> um meanwhile at air temple island i'm reading directly from the wiki uh this is when cora seeks romantic advice from two small girls <sighs> terrible don't don't do that like i mean like i've seen videos like you can do that but like you're not supposed to take it seriously yeah especially when it says you should just like burn a whole city and then burn a whole city a and then, then jump into a volcano uh i read it in a book so obviously that means it's a good idea uh and then yeah like in twilight remember Remember that whole bit? Yeah. Where like, oh yeah, it's totally good to like jump off a cliff. You remember the part where she jumps off the cliff? Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember that bit where like she wants to turn into a vampire? 
Yeah. Hey, remember that bit where like they have sex and like it's clearly spousal abuse? Yeah, that was yeah. Rough. Hey, remember that? <laughs> anyway. Anybody remembers the part in the book where she's like trying to goad him into sex? That was weird. Nobody yeah, Twilight's that. a great example. Don't don't read Twilight. We're going back a ways here. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then she starts. Cora's like, and uh, she's trying to get advice. And then she's talking about how Mako is dating that in quotes prissy, beautiful, elegant rich girl. And she's like, oh man, blah blah blah. And then Pema comes in, right? Pema's like, yeah. Pema's like, hey, you know what? You should just tell him you like him because. Screw that other girl, am I right? Well, okay, so by the way, like, I mean, and then we get, like, this uh, story, go ahead, and then I'll say my point. Oh, you, the backstory? Yeah. Uh, the backstory to that is that Pema once was also in that position where she she really liked a guy, but... His name? His name, Tenzin. Um, and, and so, but he was in another relationship with another woman, but then... She was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there and tell him how I feel. And then and then they ended up happy life after. And I said, Pema, that's, isn't that like a homewrecker? I don't think it's very homewrecker because the point is like, okay, I'm going to say what I feel even if this person's with another person. You say what you feel and then they just have to do without what they will. They can either say, sorry, I'm with this other person. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. Or break up with that other person because they realize they're in love with you. Ah. So that's how I see it. And I think, like, technically, Pemba did the right thing. Like, if you like somebody, I know it's, like, really hard. I don't even do this half the time. But it's, like, really hard to do. So, like, if you really like somebody, just, like, say it. See what happens. It might end up great or you'll get your heart broken. Nice. Advice from me. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's that's how Pemba and Tenzin got together. Because she was like, yo, I'm not a fan of your girl there, but we would be great. Just saying. Hey, hey. You, you. And he was like. <laughs> I don't like your girlfriend. No way. No, no way. way. I think I need a new one. I literally just thought of that. Uh, oh my! I totally forgot about that song. But so, and then I'm sure Tenson was like, "Oh man, I could get some. I need a lot of babies. Are you into that?" And she's probably like, "I don't think that's <laughs> yeah, the only reason he got with her. Not the only reason, but that's probably part of it. I'm just saying. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's in the next episode, actually. Yeah, that's the next. We'll episode. get to it. We'll get to it." Um, and so then we go back to pro bending and then there's a match and then they, they oh, wait, kill it. I forgot to realize something. We yeah. didn't talk, we didn't talk about Cora and Boland's date. That's, that's after this. Is it? Yeah. So they do, remember they do the match right, and then they right, win right. and then, then Cora's like, I thought there was a match in Cora starts them. talking about and she's like, I think we're really connecting out there and on the field and off the, the ring. And he's whatever. like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he's like, I really like you. I think we're in love. I want to have your babies or something like that. Something along those lines. You and babies. like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he says, uh, he's like, mm, don't feel the same way, girl. No, no, I think, no, no. He says like, I'm with Asami. Yeah, he's like, can I be fair? Asami? And he has like that look on his face kind of like, like, to be fair, he never says, I don't feel that way about you. Uh, well, no, I thought he said something along the lines of, I don't feel the same or, he says he doesn't. I don't know if he said like exactly that. He doesn't. He said, I think he says like he doesn't feel the same. And he's with Asami. Yeah, like, girl, I got a girl, man. But like he has a look in his face, kind of like, but I kind of do. Yeah. So they're kind of, uh, right? They kind of. There's kind of a, a rift between them, um, and Tiny so she's rift. kind of upset. Yeah. And then Bolin's like, "Yo, we should hang out," and she's like, "Nah." And he's like, "But you're like the oh, I have the quote here." Uh, he tells her she's the smartest, funnest, toughest, buffest, talentedest, incrediblest girl in the world. And honestly, how can you not fall for that? Yeah. He I was, was kind of really wondering because, like, I thought, like, she only went on the thing to make, like, Mako jealous. But yeah. the way, like, she said it, it didn't seem like she was trying to make him jealous. Like, it just seemed like she wanted to hang out with she him. She just wanted to have a good time. Well, like, I'm kind of wondering, like, which one really is, good. like, more likely. Because, like, I think there was a point where, like, 
like near later on where like Mako kind of points that out. But I yeah. think like um, she basically like it doesn't seem like she's trying to like be like because like if she just went out with Bolin to make Mako jealous, that would have been a dick move. Yeah, I don't think she did that necessarily because originally he like runs out and she's like, no, but then he compliments her and then she's like, OK, oh, OK, I don't think she's trying to be. And she blushed a little it. bit. Yeah, it was cute. So then they go out. They go on a date. They eat some noodles. They burp a lot, which, you know. All right. I can relate to. Good date. Uh, so that's a good date. Yeah. That's my kind of date. But we also, we get introduced. We get introduced to uh, the reigning champions of the uh, pro bending uh, mm-hmm. and their leader, Tano, uh, who is voiced by Rami Malek. I kind I kind of love him. And Dara loves him. Well, because like, why. A, like, A, well, like, just like, he kind of looked like, uh, like, kind of like that, like, suave kind of guy. And the yeah. thing where he just kind of went like that and the people like he just like moved his hands and people moved i love that move <laughs> and then he's plays for rami malik and he's awesome yeah he, he's like really good at playing either like like weirdos or like dick bags yeah so like and I, i'm like yeah mm-hmm. and then there's like that bit where they're like we're like cora and uh what's, i don't remember his name who the rami malik character oh tano tano sorry i wasn't conditioned oh, it's a lot of names anyway but there's a bit where like um, Cora and Tano were just like they're like really close, and, and they're like, like no going kiss. on. I'm like, just kiss already. <laughs> I said, like, no, they can have like a nice like one night stand, Fifty Shades kind of thing. Ah, okay, that's it. They don't need to be a couple. I'm sure there's plenty of fan fiction about that. If probably. You're um, so so they meet Tano, and he's kind of uh, he's kind of a dick, and uh, he's like he's like yo, you're gonna lose. Oh, I like the line where he's uh, <laughs> where he's like, I can offer you some private lessons. Um, he means sex. Yeah, that's sex yeah <laughs> you know for kids yeah um so and then he's uh, naga scares him away because they can't fight if they fight then they're out of the tournament oh really yeah that was, i didn't know that yeah uh, bolin whispers it and you, you kind of miss it um but real quick he's like hey if you egg him on to a fight then uh, everyone's disqualified so don't don't do that um wouldn't kind of know that though like, no, no, well, he was trying to he well he was trying to get her to make the first move because if she fought first, then they were out and they automatically won. Oh. yeah. And so then, so that happens, and then they leave, and then they they continue on their date, and it's really cute. Well, date, they, date, they, hang sort out. of a date, yeah. Uh, to to Balloon, it's a date. I know to Balloon, it's a date, but like I think to it's probably just hanging it's out. It's like I'm sad. Let let me hang out with my buddy. Yeah, exactly. Um, then they go up to like the thing that looked like the Eiffel Tower, and then there's this really cute shot where he's like he's totally falling for her, and you're like, oh honey. I thought they were gonna kiss. Oh honey, nah. He's. T- I really thought they. I really thought they're gonna. Oh, ah, uh, poor kid. Um, and then, then they go back to, then we go back to pro bending. And then Mako is like, yo, don't mess with my brother. And she's like, man, I'm not trying to mess with your brother. And he's like, you're only doing it to get to me. And he's like, ah, snap. Which I like the fact that, like, he's looking out for his brother. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, like, especially because, like, I feel like if that was the case, like, Mako would probably never forgive Korra. Yeah. Like, do not, like, use my brother to get to me. Yeah. That's a dick move. Yeah, that is. It is. I don't think, again, that's Korra. Not, that's not her intention, though. Yeah. Um, like I'll do, like I'll be like hey, like I'll call you up saying like hey I'm sad let's go hang out yeah <laughs> even though we live so far away. but uh so that so then they start like fighting and bickering and she's like you do have feelings for me and he's like no I don't and she's like yeah I do and then she's like when you're with her you're thinking about me and I was like oh it's getting real um, yeah and then then they fight and then they leave and there's the guy who goes Mako oh okay <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Just like that guy. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to the the, the, the match. So the match happens. And, and there's a lot of hormones. Yeah. The, yeah. 
corn back out there. Hormones are getting in the way of them. I'm like, y'all, use your brain. And luckily, Bolin's okay. Yeah, Bolin is like carrying the team on his back and then some. Uh, so he he pretty much wins the match for him. So good good on Bolin. Mm-hmm. Bolin is doing, he's doing the right thing here. Well, at this, I think at this point, he kind of thinks that like Cora does have a thing for him. So his yeah. libido is great. His, <laughs> his hormones are in great shape. Yeah. Awesome. It, yeah. It's like. I got this girl. I got this girl, and uh, we're gonna win this. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Nothing can go wrong. Nothing at all. So speaking of things that can go wrong, ah. so they win the match, and then they're they're chilling, right? Um, they're chilling outside, and then uh, Mako comes up, and then he's like, "Man, we need to talk." And he basically apologizes. Yeah, he kind of apologizes. And he's like, like I, he's like, I don't dislike you. Just moving crazy, but also kind of like you. But it's complicated because I'm with this other chick and blah, 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 blah. And, really and, like, and, and I really like her. Yeah, he's like, I like you, but I really like her and blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and instead of doing like like listening and, and being a reasonable person, well, the only like, thing I'm going to kiss him. Well, the only thing that she heard was, you like me too. Yeah. That's the only thing she heard. That's the only she heard, and she's like, "Oh, that means I, I kiss him because." And I then don't, she doesn't. Know, I don't think she understands how humans work because she's been she's lived a very sheltered life yeah. her entire life. So I think she's like, "Oh, when people say like you, you kiss him, right?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, honey, no." And you, then, you but, don't. They, but she does. But she kisses him, and then he kisses back. Even he though he's with this other girl. Look, it was it's look at nice. look. I don't mind that. It's like an impulse. You, I, you only got like a couple seconds to think. You can't really do that. I don't count. That doesn't count as anything. All right. So, but I'm just like, oh no, somebody's probably watching. Somebody's watching, and it's Bolin. Yeah, who's, who is standing there, and he has this nice bouquet of flowers, and, he's and he just, has like a look on his face, and just the look on his face, and then he bursts into tears. And I hated that. <laughs> I hated it. Was, I thought it was. Funny. He sounded like such a baby. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. Like I get that. Like you thought that Cora liked you, but like. Mm-hmm. You don't burst out into tears. You're a man, goddammit. You like have a maybe you have like like a couple strands of tears, but you just run off and do what you did in the first place, which is get drunk off a noodle. I mean, I think I mean it's I think that that part is more played for comedy than actually being serious though. Because it's supposed to be serious up until the moment he starts crying, and then it's kind of funny. I think that's Which is weird because it's like a love triangle and it's like between your main characters. But it's for kids. I guess. <laughs> but then he goes and get drunk off a gets he, drunk he gets off noodle and, drunk. How do you get noodle drunk? I'm not really sure. Is there like alcohol in the noodles? I think they're they're secretly alcohol in the noodles. I think they spiked the noodles. So he goes he goes eat some noodles for he goes on a, a a noodle bender. Yeah, that can't be. I mean, like if you're supposed to be like physically fit for like a a match, I don't know if that's good for you. Yeah, so so that's probably was a bad life choice. And then Maka finally comes him, and then Bolin is like, "No, you're not my brother. You're a brother betrayer." Which, he's drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. It's like, go on, Bolin. You're drunk. And so Mako picks him up and carries him. And off he's still wailing, wailing, and I'm like, guy, <laughs> guy, just poor child. Again, and also we should also point this out. Technically, like Mako didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, okay, he did like I don't know if he really did did anything. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't like I don't know if like he wants to be with Asami right now. Yeah. And so he technically like did tell Cora like, hey, like I want to be with Asami. Yeah, but probably, he was still like, oh, but he didn't like end it though, because he was like, yeah, I still kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, he probably just been like, look, maybe he couldn't even like, look, I like you, but like, I want to be with Asami. I like Asami too, and I want to be with her right now. That's, yeah, that's kind of what he did. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't know. I think it may. I also, maybe he should have just lied and been like, look, I'm not into you. Yeah, Mako like, should have been. As like, he pointed out, like there was not. a point where like he never actually like there was that point where like they're talking about like um I'm trying to make him jealous. Yeah, and we said like. 
and basically there was a point where like she d- he doesn't technically say in that point like no I don't like you like that he just says like no I'm with yeah Asami right now I'm like hey yeah so um but that's yeah so so then they go to the next match right and that doesn't go well and that doesn't go well because everybody it's all just everybody's just you know terrible <laughs> everybody's all sad at each other everybody's sad and mad and is Malco really mad at Korra though I mean well I guess it yeah. is yeah yeah yeah, Maka's mad at Korra, and they're Bolin's kind of doing terribly. Yeah. I don't know if Korra's mad at Bolin though. No, she's not mad. At, she's she, mad at Bako. She's yeah. She probably yeah. I think she's just. I think Korra's mad about everything. She's just kind of hot. She's got like some that. issues. Okay, she's got some issues. She needs to work out. She's the Avatar. She's the Avatar who also lived a very sheltered life and probably doesn't know how to properly socialize. That is true. Uh, somebody get her some kind of help. Nope. Anyway. Anyway. So, um... There's a fight. Yeah. They, not fight, they, but... They, they're barely getting by this match on the skin of their teeth. They're just kind of going. Uh, and eventually... But uh, Cora, our lovely Avatar friend, pulls out a win at the end and for, like, a triple knockout, and she kills it. Hooray! Yay! And so then they're off to the final round, which yep. we get to the next episode. Yep. Um, but... And so uh, you have to see a moment with, Cora, with uh, Bolin and Mako as they're riding the elevator up um, because they both got knocked out, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Are we okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, we're, we're bros." <laughs> well, also, like, we should. I, I, mean, get, I guess kind of gets one to bed later, but uh, Bolin's shoulder got a bit damaged. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, on his on his way out. I thought it got dislocated, got... but like, because like you would think that. I don't know, actually. Yeah, well, he got hurt in some way. His yeah. shoulder got hurt, so that's how he got knocked out. Um, and so then, then they they go back and they start working things out and. Uh, Cora goes over to heal Bolin's shoulder, and I was really they worried. I thought, I thought that there was any bid for like, oh yeah, because Lasami comes over, yeah, uh, and starts talking. And Cora's nice, yeah, but um, I thought there was gonna be a bid where like Bolin kind of like brought up accidentally, accidentally the fact that like they kissed, they and then, kissed yeah, but like, he didn't. So, and then I and then is that the end? Um, no, no, no. There's a god. Yeah. Uh, what, how does it end? That's pretty much. Wasn't there they, like they the, all just kind of work things out between each other? I mean, there's something else. Never mind. Oh, the. And then they get ready for the next match. Oh no! What happens is um the other team. The other team. Uh, well, the wolf bats go and they uh, totally obliterate the other team so that that's they're fighting the against, and like only in, like five seconds mm-hmm. in a knockout, and you're like, hmm, that seems like some shady biz. Yeah. Uh, which it is. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk more about those guys in the next episode. Yes, we will. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this episode? So, I, love <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. But like, I've got some like real problems with it. Ooh, yes. I yeah. think it's the first episode. Like, I genuinely like enjoyed it, but I got some real problems. Yeah. Okay. So, one, I think this was kind of like maybe this will be brought up later, but like I thought Asami was gonna be more in this episode considering it's about like love triangles. Yeah. But I guess not. Like mm-hmm. she was barely in it. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought like, like hey, like let's like figure out this one too. Mm-hmm. Which kind of like oh no, there's some comes like one love angle. Yeah. As a saying, which also brings up probably my biggest problem with the point. They solve all of their love problems in one episode. Yes. And even more in like five minutes. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Yep. Guys. Guys. Mm-hmm. So that kind of bothered me. Like, oh, else forgiven. I'm like, but, but, ugh, God. Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind this was only a 12 episode series. So, yeah, but anything else would, would have really completely. But then I think like they probably shouldn't have put that, like, love triangle idea in in the first place. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, I I don't know if the, like, the the real love triangle between Mako, Asami, and Korra is going to be brought up again. Mm -hmm. Is it or? 
Um, yeah, we'll get there. All right. Like, that'll get resolved. And then maybe then, because, like, and, like, I know, like, and, like, right now, like, you say, like, oh, my God, like, Asami is so great. But, like, again, there isn't much character to her yet. Yeah, well, no, we don't, we don't really know anything about Asami yet. Because right now, her only, re- at this point, her only real character is that she's, she's there to be a love interest for Mako and to have money. Yeah. That's really all we know about her. Yeah, I mean, right like, now. the only thing, like, it does seem like it's the fact that, like, she made Mako brood a bit less, which yeah. I do like. Mm-hmm. So good on her. Good job. But, like, yeah, like I said, like, I don't know much about her. And so, like, with that specific love triangle right now, I kind of just, like, I don't care. Right. And then this one, like, the other one I kind of cared about more just because, like, I like Boleyn. Mm-hmm. And so the fact you start acting like a child, I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know this is He's bad, but, like, and then everything's just forgiven. And I'm like... Okay. Okay. This feels like something that you won't like. I mean, like I felt like it could take like another episode to at least like. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are your problems with this episode? So, oh, that's a really good question. I, I said this a little bit at the beginning of the episode. I really disliked, strongly disliked this episode uh, when I first saw it the first time around, uh, watching all through book one, uh, because it was just like it felt so kind of ham-fisted in a sense that it was like this is romance, people like each other, and there's going to be drama because everyone's a teenager, mm-hmm. um, and it was like it, it didn't really need to be there, in my opinion. Um, and because it was especially annoying because, um, at that point, no one knew exactly how the series was going to end as far as relationships go. Um, I mean, everybody kind of had their idea of like, who's going to end up with who, blah, 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 blah. But when you're watching it, like you only have a guess, you don't really know. Um, when you watch the entire series, I think, and come back and rewatch some of these episodes, especially with the romantic subplots, uh, there's a lot less hitting your head against a wall because you know how it's going to come out in the end. And regardless of whether you like how it comes out in the end or not, um, you still know. So you don't have to, you're not sitting there grippling with like this, oh God, why are they focusing on this so much? Uh, it's terrible. Um, so I can watch this episode a lot differently than I did the first time around. Because first time around, I was like, it just felt like way too much at once. Like it was like romance, 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 blah, 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 romance, teenagers, hormones, doing their thing. Ah. And yeah, but th- now I can go back and have a little more fun with it because I can kind of make fun of the, some of the parts that you're supposed to laugh at and kind of like r- examine the characters more instead of being like, ah, oh, they're all stupid and terrible. Um, so yeah, so I never really liked this episode at all, but now I can go back and kind of have a little more fun with it after I've watched the entire series. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to point this out, maybe because like I'm wrong and it might be something that you might have pointed out to me, mm-hmm. but I thought like, I knew like there was like this, I think I knew there was like a couple love triangles, yeah. but I thought they didn't get resolved until the next season. Um, yeah, I don't want to make any comments about like what comes back and what doesn't. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned for that. All right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it, it doesn't, not everything is cleanly wrapped up in this episode. Which for better weird, or worse. Which is because it feels like it was. Yeah, well, I think for now, because they didn't have another season in mind, so they That's had to do it okay, all in one yeah, episode. Yeah. So then when you go in later episodes, you, you have to bring back those dynamics between characters and have to find a different way of doing that. Mm-hmm. I think love triangles are kind of an easy way to explore relationships between characters mm-hmm. in a sense that like, oh, it's easy to say this person likes this person, this person likes this person, and then go from there. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for better or worse. All right. So um, any other thoughts with this episode? It was, like I said, a kind of a filler episode. Yeah. Uh, Pro-bending. Um, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, the the problems that I had with it weren't just, like, minor problems. They were, like, real problems. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, I think this episode definitely had some real problems too. I think people kind of, some people like this episode, some people look down this episode. It really depends what your thoughts on are on uh, the show and how it handles relationships. Which is weird because I like I like romance, but yeah. like this, just like it kind of it didn't feel fully. Re- I don't know. I feel well to me. I like think my, I think my problem was that it just I felt like it wrapped up like too neatly. Yeah, it's like for a love triangle, like yeah, that was my biggest problem. Yeah, they they kind of play it up. Only to resolve it really quickly, I think. Kind of, kind yeah. of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Especially like in like the preview thing, like that's all they played up. Yep. Yeah. In the um the previously on kind of section. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so that sounds like all our thoughts on the episode, the lovely episode of the spirit of competition. Uh so when we come back, we're gonna talk about episode six, and the winner is dot dot dot. dot, dot. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about the next episode, and the winner is dot dot mm-hmm. dot. All right, let's. Um, so we're kind of in the same um, frame as the last episode. We're done talking about romance. We're done. That's resolved. Thank, well, for now. For now, we who knows when that's going to come back up and what that's going to do. But mm-hmm. we're, we're we're on pro bending. That's mm-hmm. we're on the pro bending. It's the pro bending championship, and it is the fire ferrets versus the wolf bats. Uh, but before we get to that match, there are some, well, a couple roadblocks along the way. Yeah. Uh, on the radio, we hear Amon. He comes back. He's like, hey, you guys done with your romance? Because I got, I got some plot for you. Yeah. And he says, you should shut down the pro-bending match. Or else I'm going to uh, blow up parliament. Or there will be severe consequences. Or he'll blow up parliament. <laughs> um, so that's that's not good. The and so the firefighters are like, yo, we can't, we got to fight this match. They can't shut this down. So they they rush to the council and they're like, yo, don't shut this match down. Because and apparently everybody's in agree. They want to shut down the match. Yeah. All of them are about to, even Tarlock and Tenzin are like, yo, we should probably well, shut it down. Well, Tenzin I pretty much figured would. Yeah. Tenzin is like, no, equals to bad. Or no, Tenzin. Yeah, I would say Tenzin. I thought I said Tarlock. Yeah. So, uh, and so they're, they're about to vote this unanimously no. And then who comes by to save the day but... Lynn Bayfong comes Hooray. back. What a lady. I love her. Um, and she's like, no, we have to, we had to keep this we going. Can't, we can't yeah. let them win. You I, can't let them I win. I like that idea that the fact that like, like we can't like let, like this is like giving in to them. I yeah, like that. It's giving in. It's, it's, it's appeasement if you will. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'll get my metal benders on it. We'll, we'll do the security. We can't even get cheap block because our awesome metal armor. That's I would. Yeah. Cool that, I mean, Grant, I think that cause like, I think it wouldn't have worked if it was like form. It didn't seem like that form fitting, so that makes sense if it's not like form fitting. Yeah. You can't like get to it. Yeah, but it's like it's armor and mm-hmm. it looks really cool. Um, and so she's like, I actually agree with Cora, and everyone's like, Oh snap! So they, so Tarlock changes his mind and he's like, All right, maybe we should have it. And then the rest of the council, being a bunch of sheep, are like, Yeah, sure, well, whatever Tarlock says. Well, Tenzin's kind of like, eh. Well, Tenzin says no. Everyone else is like, Yeah. Um, so pro bending is on. Hooray. Awesome. All right. And so, ah, and then after this, uh, so Tenzin is like, yo, Lin, can we talk? Can we get, can we have a sec? And then, so he's like, mm, I don't think this is a good idea, Lin. Like they, these guys got it out for you. And Lin's like, mm, can handle myself, Tenzin. All righty. And then she storms off and then Cor and Tenzin are talking. And then we find out that the other lady in the relationship of that whole Tenzin Pema love triangle was none other than Lin Beifong. 
Oh, did you like love my reaction when I figured I, that when out? When you figured that out, you're like, wait, you like, you didn't have to say anything. You were like, wait, does that? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, oh, does it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Like, obviously, yeah. like, Top was like good friends with like Aang and Katara, like, obviously. So they obviously like grew up together as kids. Yep. Obviously, yeah. it's maybe at some point they would have gotten together. I think it's like it like I didn't pick up until like right then because like a you don't really see them much together, and two yeah. they don't seem like a really good fit. Yeah, I feel like they were a good fit back in the day, but they eventually grew apart. Well, that's the thing. It tends it's like that they were growing apart. Yeah, and then he finds uh, Pema, and he's kind of like, hey. Would, hey, would you like to have my babies? My airbender you babies? You keep saying, I don't, I think there's more to their relationship than babies. I, there is more to the relationship than babies, but I think a huge part of it is that Tenzin was like, man, we got to repopulate those airbenders. I feel like, I, I, do that. I feel like Lynn would have been okay with having his babies. No, I don't think she would have been. She really? Is a, she is a career No, woman. I get that, but still. No, I, she's a career woman. She does not have time for babies. She doesn't seem like she's good with kids at all. Like no, she, but I, I get that, but I feel like maybe be a thing where it's kind of like, hey, like, oh, yeah, I'll have the babies, but, like, I'm going to be the career woman, and Tenzin can, you know, take care of the kids. <laughs> like, most, like, he'll be, a, he'll be like a stay-at-home dad who does the council stuff sometimes. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe. Again, I don't think, but I don't think they'd be a good fit, because, like, he just seems like, like, too, like, there is, like. Because they're both really. Well, like, I said the thing, like, I kind of like the idea of, like, the, like, not, like, opposite attract, but, like, somebody who kind of, like, balances you out. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, so on opposite sides, I don't think they would have balanced each other right. out. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we find out a little of their history there, and you're like, you and Beifong. Beifong and you. Gasp. Um, so she, keeps he, calling him, she keeps calling her Beifong, not Lin, I guess, because. Beifong, I think because she's, like, Chief Beifong. Like, yeah. That's her title, and so it's, like, a formality kind of thing, even though only half the people have last names in this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, Ten, what's Tenzin's last name? Uh, Tenzin doesn't have a last name. Did Dang have a last name? <laughs> nope. Neither did the Katara. Katara and Sokka do not have last names. Does Korra uh, have a last name? Korra does not have a last name. Uh, Mako and Bolin don't have last names. Asami has a last name. But that's, but that's a plot point, though. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's weird how the last name thing works in this series. I'm not really sure. Oh, and then there's a scene with a warehouse, and they're like loading these trucks with wooden crates, and they're like, oh, man, what's going on here? And stuff's so, going to go down. Stuff's going to go down. And then we go back to the arena and they there's metal bending police everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere. They're checking the stands. They're outside. They're on the, the, the lake mm-hmm. um, with the boats. And they're like, all right. So, so we're waiting for that. And then suddenly... Not suddenly, but then we go back and it's the we're go, we're on pro bending now. It's the match. It's the final match between the fire ferrets and the wolf bats, and things are about to go down. I love the but not before was- a cute little uh, show with with Pabu. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, Tano shows up, and Darrow was really happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, have, like, honestly, like their whole like get up kind of reminded me of um the purple cobras from Dodgeball. <laughs> like that was so ridiculous. I loved it. <laughs> it really is what it was though. So, there's there's some definitely dodgeball feels like, in in this whole purple yeah. thing because they come up and they have like these wolf bat masks and yeah, like I, I mean I don't what, oh my god I keep forgetting his name Tano Tano God damn it anyway but like I don't I was do I think he's like one of the pretty people not really. It's just the fact that like mm-hmm. he's a bit suave, yeah, and he's charming, sort of, and it's Rami Malek. Yeah, that's a good point. So, that's a good point. I'm good. I'm down. He doesn't have a good looking face though. Like that's just my thing. Yeah. All right. And his hair is weird. <laughs> uh, so so they come up and they're they're ready to fight. We are fighting, and we should the, match, point it. the match starts. The match starts, and it's going pretty good, except until you realize that this thing has been rigged from the start. The refs are not 
on our character sides. They are on the wolf bat side. Yeah, which by the way, like, the announcement keeps saying like, yeah, like I don't know what's up with these refs. Like they're like this wolf pack is like clearly cheating. And I'm like, yeah, wouldn't the audience say something? Yeah, well, like, but but who really has the rules in the end? It's the refs. So I know, but like the crap, but like usually like the but like the, there would be uproar, guys. There would be uproar, but in the end, can they really do anything about it? Just like with the United States elections. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna cut that out. Okay. <laughs> Um, so these are, we are, we are raising the real questions here. Anyway. Um, so this match continues and it's, it's rigged. It's so rigged. Well, the, yeah. And like, there's one point where like, they think they got a knockout, but you know, Cora's up there and then she throws Mako up and Mako gets the round or I don't know. Something. Oh yeah. Cause they were like over the, like that they, was they thought they got them both yeah, knocked over, but, but then Cora, uh, hold then on. She, like, yeah. She like flings them up to the side and then he like comes back. And it's like, psh, 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 psh. I forget if they won that round or they... I think they, they won. Um, or like, or they just didn't they lose. Just, yeah, I forget. Anyway. Anyway. And then, so they, they lose the first round. The second round goes to a 1v1, and then Korra kicks the crap out of Tano. Like you do. tiebreaker. And it's really exciting. And then they are on the... And on the last round, all three get knocked out because of some, uh, they're, they're breaking the rules. They're doing things like illegal headshots and, uh, some dirty water yeah, and some other things. So mm-hmm. they get knocked out and they're like, oh man, it's over. This is really lame. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, people start getting electrocuted. Yeah. You, you see the, the masks are coming up and you're like, oh man, something's about to go down. Yeah. People are pulling out these gloves that electrify people. Yeah. And then people just start getting electrified, mm-hmm. uh, including Lin and Tenzin. And they're out. They're out for, for a little bit. Um, and then there's some really funny commentary by the, the commentator guy whose name is Shiro Shinobi, which is Japanese for white ninja. That's just a fun fact right okay. there. <laughs> he just keeps commentating, and I'm like, dude, maybe you want to run? <laughs> no, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I know. No, I liked it. I'm just saying. I am currently wetting my pants. And then, um, so nobody died. They just get electrocuted heavily. Yeah. But there's even the bit where, like, the... Fire is like in the water and there's more electrocution and I'm like, hey y'all, that can kill them. Yeah, like the lieutenant comes down, he just decides to electrify the water where everyone's in. I'm like, oh, that can kill. And wasn't people. this part about like let's not kill the avatar right now, let's guys? Let's not kill people. And also, like I would think, like if you kill our friends, like she's gonna come after you. Yeah. With full force. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna like have to take away her, her bending power. Yep. And it's not gonna end well and for yeah, you. Yeah, your your plans are pretty much screwed either way. Well, that part mm-hmm. is screwed. I think their like initial plan. <coughs> so which, by the way, like so they knew mm-hmm. that like if this went on, then the wolf pack would win. Yeah. Because they knew it was rigged. Yeah, they knew it was rigged. So they knew that like no matter what, they clearly weren't going to get like Cor, like, like Cor and Mako. Yeah, well they 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 had this plan. They're pretty good plan in this because uh, they knew that the cheaters were going to be the winners. And so and then they come up. So Amon just pops up out of the the center ring because I guess that's what he does. And then you saw my face too when I was like figured out what was going to happen. Uh, yeah, as soon as you figured out what was going to happen, I was like, you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, and so they approached these the, the winners, the the White Falls Wolf Bats, and uh, he, he takes the bending away. Yeah, they're takes, done. And you get this great shot of Tano's face, which is like super detailed. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, of him was... about to get his bending taken away. Yikes. Uh, so that happens. And then he makes a speech. Then he makes, oh, he makes a speech. He's like, oh, I chose cheaters and bending is bad and people oppress non-benders. Ah. Yeah. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, our hapless group of fire ferrets are tied up. Yeah. They're, they're tied up, and so they have to get Pabu to untie them by uh, by Fighting. speaking their language. Um, so Bolin has a secret skill of being able to speak Fire Ferret, apparently. Sure. Sure, why not? Or maybe they just, like, maybe, like, taught 
Pabu how to like do the clicky thing. He is not a one trick poodle pony. That's the quote. He's not even a poodle though. <laughs> that, it, I know. It's a joke. I know. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, there's a part where like we also get like the brief flashback thing for a second again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes back. What in a is that? Let's go. Uh, we'll find out later. All right. That comes back. Don't don't you worry. All we'll right. Have a nice flashback time. I yeah. I thought about that episode. And I got really excited. All right. It's a good episode. So then they they get out and Cora is like, oh man, we gotta get this thing to happen. So she get, breaks free and then tries to get up to where the airship is because there's a big old equalist airship that's just floating around. Yeah, that was know. a nice that was a nice scene. I like that. Yeah, and so um, she gets some help from the lovely Lin Bei Fong, who is like spinning around all over like metal cables, like she's Spider Lin or something. Spider Lin. Spider Lin does whatever Spider can. Yeah, and so it's just a really cool scene with just the the fight scene between everyone. Um, you got Lin, Cora, the lieutenant guy, Aman, and just it's just a bunch of action. Yeah, on the the thing. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much the that takes up the rest of the episode. This whole fight. Well, thing. also we made the arena. Yeah, they they kind of explode the arena. A the little arena bit. gets exploded. Everybody gets exploded. Everybody so basically, leaves. this whole thing was planned out. And yeah. That plan. Yeah, that did work pretty well. Yep. Except for, like, I feel like Armand's got, like, the good idea plan. And, like, as long as you listen to him, you're okay. Yeah, he's pretty it's smart, If you too. go on, like, opposite directions, like, try to execute the Avatar, I feel like that wasn't part of the plan. Don't do that. Yeah. Because that's stupid. That was stupid. Thanks, Lieutenant. Yeah, you, you killed us all. Well, um, no, because <laughs> she's still alive. Yeah, so, but anyway, so Cora is fighting, and then she accidentally, like, falls through the thing. And then Lynn, who's, like, almost at the airship, she's almost going to capture Mon, but she's like, nah, I got to peace out. So she goes and saves Cora. And basically, they, they count this one as a loss. And Tenzin is, uh, ends the episode on a downer note, saying well. that Republic City is now at war. Well, again, I kind of, I guess I kind of like that because the fact that it goes is like halfway done, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. This is a good, this is a halfway point for the uh, series for, well, the first season, I should yeah. say. So that's why I kind of am like, oh, okay, then that makes sense. Yep. So like, you get to the war point and then the rest of it is kind of like, I think like that's how they had to like, they wrapped up this and they wrapped up the pro bender thing. Mm-hmm. So that we can just focus on this for six episodes. Yeah, now we got, now we can go full plot. Well, there is still that one love triangle, but besides we, the we, we will figure that out as we go along. All right. Maybe, and maybe carry that into others. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It's a, who knows? Boundless possibilities. Yeah. So what, uh, this is a little more action packed than our last episode. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you, what are your thoughts? I definitely liked it more than the last one. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't have any real problems with it. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. I liked um, I guess, like, I was kind of, like, surprised about the fact that, like, there was just, like, it was just, like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's, like, oh, we're going to beat them. Like, nope, I got everything planned out. I mm-hmm. like when a villain has everything yeah. planned out. Like, he yeah. knows everything that's going to happen. And I'm, like, yeah, I like Yay. that. I like when a villain, like, most for the most part, unless they have any henchmen, mm-hmm. like, for the most part, like, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They understand it. We're all good. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, all right. Yeah. And that means that, like, the good guys got to play harder and make sure that their plans are well hidden. Yeah, they got to get smart. Yep. Yeah. All right. And, you know, I guess, like, there wasn't much character development. It's just more like, okay, let's end this plot line and bring this plot line up even more. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to transition. We did learn some stuff about Tenzin a bit. Yeah, we learned some some history between I am, uh, the the children of our original characters. Yeah, I'm, I am series. glad that like you did point out that because like I was thinking because of like not really the way that like they were looking at not the way like Tenzin and Lin were like looking at each other, but mm-hmm. like 
their conversation like i was worried that they were yeah. gonna bring in another love triangle and i'm like no that it, that's done okay like, good. Yeah, that's a plot point that's, especially that's like with that one there's kids involved now oh yeah you, you don't mess with when there's children involved <laughs> no but no i, I that, think that lot of them the they past. became like really good friends yeah well i think they're on their way to becoming friends again hooray yay good good job they're both learning to interact with other people good for them. i mean at this point like what you're like 50 yeah they're like 50 it's some. probably been at least like 40 years mm-hmm. since it's time to get over it it's time it's time. Yeah. Alrighty. Like I felt, this was a good action-packed episode. Uh, action-packed episode. It, tra- it transitions, like you said, it transitions well between the first half and the, the last half of the series, kind of moving from one plot to another. Mm-hmm. So things are starting to go down. You're not mad at this episode? episode? No, I'm not. Um, it was the last episode <laughs> that made me mad, but this one was a good, this one was just, this one was good. Yeah. And I like this one. So um, where are we going to next? The next episode is called The Aftermath. Um, well, that makes sense. Really exciting. Alrighty. So that is all the time that we have for today. Uh, if you like this video, like, subscribe, you know, follow us on some of our other media. Uh, Facebook at Witty Clothes Productions, Twitter at Witty Clothes, or email us if you feel like it uh, at wittyclothes at gmail.com. We would love to see you. Also, if you're feeling up to it, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, become a patron. You get to see all this cool stuff. Also, some of the commentary from us watching this episode, which is always fun. Uh, and I think we ate snacks in this last one, so no, wait, no, did we ta- I thought we ate snacks oh, the in the last, last one. No, the last one. Last Excuse one we me. ate snacks. Yeah, the last one. Uh, I think I just want a snack right now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that is all the time we have. Join us for our next episode as we cover episode seven and eight, the aftermath and when extremes meet. So uh, I'm Kayleen Clothier and I'm Dara Whitman. Sweet. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.